Asia Eddie Shuckle Fred and I just wanted to say uh Go dogs roll How about them dogs boy Well that was uncalled for. Hey it's Shane here and three one eight radio is on the air. Just gonna be positive today and just try to look <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> try to look on the the bright side of things and you know that call in from Uncle Fred it, it, it really could have been much worse. Um, there was no name calling, no profanity, and it was fairly short, so yeah, it could have been worse. Huh? Oh, we have two more call ins from Uncle Fred. Hey Shane, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing my first pod show today, and I also just want to ask you uh, if you want to answer the question of the day. Uh, who do you think would win between in a fight between Hulk Hogan and a black bear? Uh, I'll be waiting on your answer. Bye bye now. I done told him to stop doing that. He don't need to be shooting that off the back porch. He don't need to be shooting the squirrels off the back porch. Go on in the yard if you want to shoot the squirrels. Sometimes you know that you shouldn't get involved in something or participate in something. Um, and then you do it anyway. You know, have you ever done that? I have. Well, there is yet another call-in from Uncle Fred. But, you know, it seems like this was one of those situations where, you know, sometimes you accidentally record something you don't mean to, and you record yourself doing dishes or walking to the car or, or or something like that and and it seems like this may have been an accidental recording now most of us what we would do is when we saw that we would just delete it uh, but seems like Uncle Fred may have went ahead and sent that to me so you know of course I wouldn't want to embarrass Uncle Fred so I'm just gonna go ahead and delete that call in and in fact, I'm going to go ahead and do that right now before I forget. No, because I remember, remember I was dressed like Batman, and then I punched the man with the Tennessee shirt on, and he fell on top of the lady. Yeah, that's when she sprayed me with the pepper spray. I remember. I remember how it happened. Yeah, I don't know. About a week. I still don't see real good out of my left eye. It's just uh just kind of blurry sometimes. I don't. I ain't got the money to go to the eye doctor. I ain't got no insurance. Insurance. That's crazy.
published it. Man, I'm, I'm, my bad, Uncle Fred. Um, it's these just fat fingers, I guess, just hitting the wrong buttons all the time. Like, uh, so, so sorry. And, uh, and I'm really hoping your eye is uh, not permanently damaged because you really should go see a doctor about that. Anyway, moving on. No, you know what? Before we move on, I have another issue here. Uh, Uncle Fred, I distinctly remember you being a Tennessee fan like three years ago. Because if you remember that Christmas when we had the family gathering, we, we had bought you that Tennessee hat and you were talking about how much you loved it and go Vols and, and how great of a coach Butch Jones was and things like this. Remember? Uh, yeah, I remember that. And have you just switched teams? Can you do that? I mean, I guess I understand. If you're a Tennessee fan, you're wanting to flip teams, but, um, hmm. Okay, well, pick your battles. Um, seriously, though, I don't, uh, I, I, I do need to move on. I got some things that are really that I really, really, really do want to talk about today. So, uh, thanks for those call-ins, I think, Uncle Fred. I feel like this morning has gotten off to a little bit of a rough start and just maybe need to start over. So, uh, hey, Shane here, 318 Radio is on the air. So there's really two things I want to talk about today. Um, the first is kind of something that was that it started last night, and I'd be happy for that to continue today. If if anyone else has any other ideas uh, or apps or anything like that that I should try, it has to do with being organized and planning and um, things things of that nature. I've already had one really good suggestion. And that came from Barbara. Uh, Barbara KB uh, suggested an app called Trello, I think is how you would say that. I've never heard of that before, but I did download it, and I've been trying it out this morning. And so far, I really like it. I like how you can make little uh, checklists and things like that. And uh, so far, I've, I'm really enjoying that app. It's free. I'm sure there's some type of premium features, but I haven't come across any of that yet. And... Uh, so if that's something you might be interested in, uh, it's called Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O, I believe. And I've got a call in on this issue. And I also had a call in last night, but I think I may just re-echo, uh, re echo, replay, add it back to my station so that it can kind of flow into this whole discussion. So, uh... So take a listen to those call-ins. Hey man, I'm not the most organized person and I struggle a lot. But one thing that sometimes does help for me is uh, this app called Google Keep. It basically, it gives me notifications to my phone. So that's 
uh, helpful for me. Just provide on ignore the notifications instead of the notifications. So that's my problem, I guess. <laughs> hey, Christopher, thanks for that call in. And I'll definitely look at that Google Keep and see if that's something. I, I can see where notifications would be helpful. And uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll give that one a shot as well. I'm probably going to try a bunch of different stuff and just see which one I like the best or which one fits, you know, my my particular needs the best so uh, thanks for that suggestion hey man I just wanted to, to answer your question about the organization thing um, <laughs> it's really funny anytime that something is unorganized for me or and I'm, I'm not naturally an organized person or something's is is eating up my time because you know my station we, we talk about time saving stuff and we try to get feedback on that kind of thing it's like, as soon as something's organized, try to figure out a system to where it can stay organized in the future, to where you don't have to think about it. This is just what happens, like um, things around the house. I mean, I've got nine kids, so you can imagine how unorganized my house is. And, but it's, uh, but we have a certain system. Like when you finish dinner, you do this, or when you when you finish this toy, you do that. And it's like there's certain things. It's like you just put it in place, and then you have to modify them later. But almost setting a system in place to where you you don't have to think about it. You just know this goes here, this goes that, and uh, yeah, and then uh, calendar. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of kind of just having a system too. Um, and that's fine for me personally. I do that a lot with my own personal stuff that just involves me. Uh, when you start getting other people involved, though, uh, it can become a mess if, if they're not doing their part. And, you know, when it's your kids, you can handle that. But if it's not your kids, if you're dealing with other adults or um, peers, it's it's a little tougher to uh, enforce those kind of things. But... uh but I do, I do like that idea, and I think if I really gave it some thought, I could come up with some systems that w that would make my life a little bit easier. So thanks for that call in, David. The other thing that I want to talk about today is the importance of youth ministry in a church. I have read a few things and, and heard some things where people were basically saying that uh, having a youth group is not a good thing that it's kind of a it's a bad thing it's you know you're taking kids you're separating them from the church and um, in a way creating division or uh, that they're not really being taught there's just it's just a bunch of games and just a bunch of entertainment to get you know kids to come to church or on a Wednesday or, or whatever night you do a youth group and that it's there's really no spiritual value uh, to be had as far as youth group and youth ministry goes. And there may be some valid concerns. I wouldn't completely dismiss every concern. Um, but I do want to defend the youth ministry. Now, let me be clear that none of those things that I have heard, none of that came from within, you know, my church. I, I go to a church that's very supportive of um, youth ministry and children's ministry and things like that and uh, so those things mainly it mainly comes from stuff that articles I've read online and things like that so uh, but but I do want to take a few minutes and talk about why I think uh, youth ministry is valuable and it is something that's that's needed 
um, within the church. So one thing that I hear uh, from time to time is that it's not good to have all these different groups within the church. you got a children's group, a, a youth group, singles group, uh, young adults, seniors. Uh, you got to just have all these different groups. And the argument is that, you know, we should all just be one. It should, there shouldn't be these age divisions or divisions based on other uh, things. It should all just be one big group, happy group. And uh, that's the way it was meant to be. And that's, that's sort of the one argument against a youth group. Now, I will say I agree with that to an extent. So if there's a situation where every time there's a service, there's also these separate groups that go out and have their own meetings, um, I would say, yeah, there, there may be a problem with that. But let me just take my situation, for, for example. We have three services a week. We have a Sunday morning service, a Sunday night service, and a Wednesday night service. And only one of those times do we have any type of uh, youth group meeting. And so that's only on Wednesday night. So two out of three services a week are, you know, anyone who's part of the youth group that comes to church on Sunday, they're going to be in the church with the with the big group. All right, so... Um, no, I, I think it's perfectly fine to have that one night a week where you get more focused, get, get maybe divide up in groups and get more focused on what that particular group is facing, whether that's college age students or seniors or, or youth group or, or whatever. Um, I, I just see no problem with doing it that way at all, um, as long as there is also a time to come together as you know as a one one big group and uh, and worship that way so another argument that I've seen against youth group is that it's just entertainment it's just entertaining a bunch of teenagers basically babysitting um, playing games and you know being entertained by by music and that's all there is to it. There's really no value, no substance spiritually, uh, just a bunch of entertainment. Now, this is one that's a little hard for me to comment on because I haven't seen, obviously haven't seen every youth group in the world. I don't know what they're doing or not doing. I'm sure, though, I'm sure this is true for some, for some youth ministries, you know. I'm sure there are some that they're just going to do anything possible to get the maximum number of bodies in the building and you know if it's just fun and games and um, and, and entertainment then that's what they're going to do because it's just all about the numbers um, I, I think that probably is true sometimes although I would say that's probably a very 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 small percentage of uh, of the youth ministries out there the people that I know personally youth pastors and people that work in youth ministries, the ones that I know personally, um, take it very seriously. They spend a lot of their own time, their own resources. Many of them are like me, they're just volunteers. Um, and they're just doing this uh, out of a passion, out of uh, a calling that God has given them. 
and it's not something that they take lightly and uh, not something that they look at as try to get as many people in as possible but uh, for me personally it's about building relationships and you know in a lot of these cases you're building relationships with kids that don't have any other relationships um, now listen I, I could go super um, what's the word I mean I, I could just go super for the whole hour every Wednesday we're just gonna you know read through the word or we're just gonna pray for the whole hour we're gonna you know I, I could go super spiritual with it I could um, and I would still have kids that came to youth group because you know what their parents are just gonna make them come to church anyway but in, in our youth ministry we have a lot of I, I would say most of the kids who come to church most of the, the youth who come and are part of the youth ministry their parents do not come to church they don't have to be there um, so what I'm saying is youth group you may look at it one way but this is how you should look at it for many of these teenagers this is their entry point to church this is their introduction to church they didn't they weren't born in church like me and maybe like you um, they weren't uh, they didn't know every song in the hymn book by age seven you know like like me and you uh, this is their first experience with church and if it's not something that they can relate to if it's not something relatable in some way uh, it's gonna be their last experience with church and I have a quick story that I can tell which will uh, Maybe you will illustrate um, what I mean by that. So several years ago, our church had decided to build a small building, very small building out behind the church just to use for storage. And uh, because we were having to use our current storage room uh, for some food bank stuff we were doing. And we just needed some more space. And my dad hired... Uh, a friend of a friend of a lady who came to church there to do the building and it turned out that he did know this man had known him it, actually the guy had been my baseball coach when I was a little kid when I was like eight years old so ended up knowing him and anyway so he comes to build the building and he brought his son who was I believe he was 13 at the time a boy named Kenny and so my, my dad, who's also the pastor of the church, uh, we had just started our youth group. We had just got to the point where we had a couple of teenagers. We had like maybe like three teenagers, and we had just started a youth group. And my, my dad, you know, talked to, uh, to Kenny there, and who was just up there, you know, riding a skateboard around in the parking lot, and, you know, invited him to church. He said, hey, we got this little youth group that meets. Back then we met on Thursday night and invited him to come out and Kenny did Kenny came to youth group on Thursday night uh, he came once and then uh, a couple weeks later he came again and kept coming to youth group um, there was a few off and on times where you know you wouldn't see him for a few weeks and then he'd come back and uh, I'd be lying if I told you he instantly as soon as he walked through the door um, just became this like super Christian that's not, that's not the way it happened um, but he made some connections with some other people 
in the youth group with some other uh, teenagers and made some friendships over time and became, after a while, a regular part of this youth ministry. Um, as he got a little older, he has a, a younger sister who, uh, when she was old enough, she started coming and, and being a part of the youth group. And, you know, I won't drag out this whole story, but uh, Kenny and his uh, younger sister, Lacey, um, have been a part of our youth group. Well, now he's too old. He's 22 now, and he he's still a part of our church. In fact, he teaches now, teaches the uh, the younger boys on Wednesday night, the boys that are too young for, for youth group. And um, his sister, Lacey, is part of our worship team on Wednesday nights and sometimes on Sundays. And uh, they're just doing these awesome things within the church. And before that, they had no background whatsoever in church, none. Um, and they're just, a, they're just a big part of our church now, just period. Uh, but that entry point, that connection point was the youth group. And that's the point that I'm making. And now they even have, uh, they have older sisters who come from time to time, and their older sisters have kids, and their kids come from time to time, um, and are starting to be, become, you know, connected uh, in the church in different ways, and uh, their, their parents, you know, occasionally come to church, and um, it's just amazing to see how that one uh, act of, of my dad, you know, who's the pastor, inviting this, this young kid to come and, and be part of this little youth group that we had just started up, how it's affected and impacted uh, this family and continues to impact this family to this day. So saying all that to say this, if you look at youth group as more of, of, of an entry point for teenagers who may have no experience whatsoever with church, uh, maybe you can get a different perspective on it that way. So I'm going to leave it there for now. And uh, if you have any questions or concerns or issues with, with youth group and youth ministry, um, let me know what they are. Maybe we, can, uh, maybe we can figure it out. Maybe I can give you a different perspective on that. Um, I do think, there, sure, there's issues in different youth groups. There's issues in, in churches. There's issues in every church, probably. But there's always going to be issues. Because churches, youth groups, whatever, they're made up of people. They're made up of, of human beings who are not perfect and who are, you know, trying to be in this, this relationship and it can get messy sometimes. But I don't think that's a good enough excuse just to throw it out. Uh, you got to work through those things and you got to work through these whatever issues there are with youth ministry, I think, because, you know, I, I don't think we need to throw out the baby with the bathwater. I think there's a great value in youth ministry as a whole and uh, I think it's something that that should be should be done. Not not ever taken lightly, should be taken seriously, but uh but it's something that should be done. So uh, I'd be happy to hear what you think if you have any concerns. Let me know. Got a call in from uh, Jim Vivanco about the organization that I was talking about earlier and uh, I, I think he I think he hit the nail on the head especially when it comes to me so here we go 
one thing that might be helpful that is it's not app related or anything but once you get yourself uh, an app that works for you uh, just be conscious of the time that you spend sometimes uh, we stay disorganized or uh, our life seems like a little bit of a mess because we are rushing because we waste time doing things that we really don't need to be doing like maybe we're too much on the social media maybe too much on anger Oop, I didn't say that out loud did I uh, but just uh, when I find when I'm when I allot myself enough time to uh, do the things I have to do um, things stay seem to stay more organized anyway so maybe that's helpful to you or maybe it's not in any way uh, good luck in 2018 getting organized I think I should do the same all right, Jim, you got me. Too much time on Anchor. Um, no, but you, you are right. Uh, you, you have to be thoughtful and intentional about how you spend your time. And I, I don't mind admitting that I struggle with that. I'm sure everybody does to an extent. But, uh, but yeah, especially when you got so much stuff going on uh, and so, so little free time, spare time, that kind of thing. Um, you got to be mindful about how you spend that time. So... It's a very good point and something that I definitely need to manage better. KT had a question about the um, reemergence of Uncle Fred. Yo, 318 KT here, man. I thought you said you didn't want your Uncle Fred to join. What's going on here? Well, KT, there are a lot of things that I didn't want. I didn't want Auburn to lose to Georgia. I didn't want the last episode of Lost to be stupid. I didn't want to own two minivans. But there's one thing I've learned about life. You can't always get what you want. Alright, got some more call-ins and uh, it's Megs. Hey Shane, um, it's Megs and I just wanted to kind of chime in on what you were saying about youth group and you know all the different groups of the different Bible studies and things for the church and I just kind of wanted to chime in and let you know um, yes I agree that it's great to congregate all together but it's also good to have different groups to meet you where you are in life you don't want to you know try to relate to kids um, both in junior high and high school at the same time they're on different levels they're on different thought processes um, just like singles and marrieds you don't want to necessarily stick them in the same group when they're not on the same life stride, <laughs> um, plug to my own station, but it, when you're not on the same level and you're not synced where you are emotionally and you, you don't learn the same way, you don't get as much out of those type of connections. And this coming from someone who was very involved in youth group, not only when I was younger, but I also um, volunteered for, I want to say like eight years straight in youth ministry. So. I completely agree that, you know, it is great for youth to go to service. Um, that does teach them a lot of discipline and as, about, you know, how to act in church service. But also, I think that they need a group because they learn differently. Sticking, sticking them in front of a pastor that might not engage them as much as a youth pastor who knows um, a little bit about their thought process and can engage with them a little bit more. I think that that youth group is very, very vital. Um, same with children's ministry. Same with singles ministry. Um, I think having someone in a group who is on 
on either the same level or can think on that level um, is very beneficial to the individual. So that's my two cents. Okay, and I'm gonna chime in just one more time about the numbers in youth ministry. Um, in the three different youth ministries I worked alongside with or volunteered in, I can tell you it's not the pastor who's necessarily worried about the numbers, except for, you know, of course, followers of, of Christ, but it's more the administration that behind them puts pressure to get numbers. So that's that's just from what I've seen and what I've experienced from the th three different ministries that I've worked in, um, which is unfortunate. But you're right, the pastors and the the pastors who, in who are in charge of the kids don't feel that way. They're more about engagement and about really um, interacting and teaching God's word. And sometimes administration kind of gets the numbers game in their head. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And that's what it's about. It's just about ministering to people on their level and where they're at and um, showing them that, you know, the Bible is relevant to you, whether you're 12 years old or 112 years old, that there's something in there that's relevant to you where you're at. So uh, so thanks for those call-ins and taking the time to do that, Megs. All right, got a great call-in coming up from Fisha at Till Talk and some great uh, advice and tips for getting organized. A few things I've never thought about, so uh, listen to this. Good morning, 318 Radio. It's your girl, Teal. Talk with Fisha. I'm calling in to share with you my organizational tips. First and foremost, I have fallen in love with the clock alarm on my phone. So whenever I'm making an appointment for the doctors, to do an interview for a client, whatever, as soon as it's confirmed, I hit the clock button on my phone, schedule the time. I usually give myself a 30 to 45 minute prep time window, and then I title it. So if it's interview, if it's pedicure, doctor's appointment, whatever. So when my alarm goes off, ahead of time, of course, that name or the event will pop up on my screen so I know what to do next. Second, if you love music, turn it on. I find that turning on music helps me get in the mood to get organized. Um, second, write it down. As soon as the thought comes to your head, find pen and paper or have pen and paper all around the house in your car wherever so you can write that thought or idea down and I don't know if I'm on a third or fourth but next uh, schedule a time to sit down and get your task accomplished um, figure out when you're most productive if you're more most productive when the house is empty and the kids are at school and your wife is asleep work if you find that you're more productive late at night 10 11 o'clock at night schedule that window maybe an hour hour and a half to um, get your work done and get stuff organized and cleaned up um, I hope that this was helpful uh, it works for me and uh, I wanted to also say keep up the great work on the station I came across your um, station after listening to a call-in that suggested to you that your wife should do a podcast 
on her pregnancy. I think that would be a great idea. Um, I'm the mother of two and I can attest um, pregnancy is not a, a walk in the park like most people think it is. We do have blue days, we do have yellow days, we have red days. Um, my children, one was born via C-section and I was in a coma when that happened and the, sec and the first one was a natural birth. So um, women go through a lot to bring life into this world and if she did decide to do the podcast, I'd support her. I'd be one of her number one caller-ins. Alright, I'm going to wrap that up. Thank you for listening and remember as usual, Real Chatter Matters. Have an awesome day. Hey, Fisha, thank you for that call-in. I heard you over on Wash and Clean, and you mentioned that, that you work from home, and I also work from home, so uh, what an awesome thing it is to be able to just get out of bed and walk a few feet and be at work. Because I used to have to drive at least 45 minutes every day, um, one direction to get you know to work and with the traffic sometimes I drive close to an hour in the morning just to get to work depending on what time I left the house so yeah it's a blessing to be able to work from home now and it's given me time to do things like anchor so uh, yeah now you mentioned one thing that I thought um, that I already do but I think a lot of people don't do but you know I do write things down if I get an idea or a thought um, I write it down. I don't necessarily write it down with pen and paper. I just put it in the little notes app in my phone, and I just use the notes app that that comes with the phone. I have an iPhone. Uh, I know there are other apps out there for notes that people love, but I just jot it down in my little notes app. I have a <laughs> I have a ton of stuff in my notes, uh, but but yeah, I think that's a really good thing because especially for me, those ideas well, they'll come and then uh, I'll never get them back if I don't write them down. So. That is something that's a very good tip for folks. This is Kevin Bergen from the Uniquely Common Station. Just chilling here with you, listening to Shane on 318 Radio. All right, well, I just want to say thank you for everyone who is helping me out with getting organized and something that I'm starting to get excited about, as silly as that may sound. I'm trying out some of these apps and doing some planning. And even even getting my wife involved, and we're kind of doing some planning together and thinking about next year. So uh, so it's exciting. So thank you guys for for pointing me in the right direction, and also for listening to my whole rant about youth ministry. So uh, just want to get on here and say good night, and uh, to thank you for the claps and the call-ins and the comments and even just the listening. Thank you for that. Hope everyone has a great night. Talk to you tomorrow. God bless.